Well, um, the character of the intern is, well, he, he's not treated very well. Mm. And mm. right, right. Um, I, I, I sense, a, you know, I feel a certain amount of shame over the whole thing. But yet I continue to some shame but not quite enough right yeah, yeah that's kind of uh, what it the sh- is the shame doesn't outweigh the glory feeling well, that he has i no that's not true i think we all would have pulled back if you didn't like you know, embrace it yeah so yeah you put on the hat and you started like <laughs> yeah i'm a piece of shit make fun of me <laughs> no you know what happened what? i recall the exact thing that happened what happened you guys started this intern bullshit and i was super offended then we left for a break, and Chelsea was like, Andrew, just embrace it. And then I did. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. (sighs) It feels like it's been such a long time. Daniel, Trailer Park Podcast, episode 87. How are you tonight? Nathan, that particular intro makes me feel like every time we do this podcast, I'm being born. (laughs) And I'm covered in fluid. That reminds me of the clip uh, from There Will Be Blood when he says uh, Eli was covered in his in his mother's filth. His mother's mm. filth. 87, Daniel. What do you know about it? What's good about it? 87, coming at you raw, covered in maternal filth. <laughs> okay. And we had a full house tonight, Nathan. We do, yes. Um, Chelsea, please say hello. Hey. And a very special welcome to uh, our guest tonight, Luigi. Welcome, hello. Luigi. Hey. Um, Glad to be here. I want you to know that whenever I played the game, if the character was available, I always went green all the time. You're talking about Mario. Well, that, yes, he is. Okay. I, I'm glad <laughs> that you have such discerning tastes. Yeah, I just, I want. And I'm glad that it took about, what, minute and a half <laughs> to get to Mario Brothers? <laughs> yeah, that's good. A little slow, but you know, uh, you don't want to rush these things. Well, I I was going to go, Luigi, hey, it's me, you're Mario, but I didn't do that, did I? I went, no, (laughs) we have class here. Right. Right. I went in a different way. Uh, Intern, what do you got to say? Anything important? Probably not. Let's let's talk about 87, guys. What do you know about 87? Anybody got anything interesting for me tonight? Hmm. 1987. about the the year? Great War. It could be anything. It could be anything, Luigi. The, the year. I remember the 1987, itself. July 14th specifically. Oh, it was the day before my birthday. And there was the great flood in Montreal, which is where I grew up. And oh. my dad didn't come home that night. Don't He came home eventually. Oh, right. God. <laughs> um, but that night he didn't. And on the news, we saw our car floating down the highway. So that's 1987 for me. Wow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the car floating down the ho- down the highway with my father's limp body inside. No, no, he wasn't in the car. Luckily, he was fine. He had to stay in a hotel that night. Uh, but I remember when they towed the car back to our house after it had been floating in sewage mm-hmm. on the highway for a few days. Gross. Oh it my did goodness. not smell good. I mean, no. I was just gonna say that it's the sum of the squares of the first four prime numbers. But yeah, sure, that too. Right, right. Well, Luigi, you are a professional actor, no? I am. And you have done some Shakespeare in your past? Yeah, lots, actually. Uh, 
Shakespeare Company is a theater company in Calgary, where I live. And um, yeah, I've worked with them quite a bit over the years. What can you tell me about Sonnet 87? By I William believe it was the 87th Sonnet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's about right. Intern, what can you tell me about the atomic number of 87? What uh, what element is that? It is an element, and it's on the chart. Uh, that That's correct. It's Francium. Oh, Shakespeareum. Oh, my was, favorite-ium. It was discovered in France, so they call it Francium. Is that true? And, that's uh, fucking true. Does it speak with a French accent? I The... the you're asking if the element speaks in a French accent? Yeah. Yeah, we're just tossing stereotypes on top of it. So, yeah, it, it zooms around, has a baguette, All right. uh, stinks, well, and is a mime. <laughs> <laughs> what about Canada? Have it all figured out. Uh, well, oh, can- well um, Sydney, I mean, Sydney Crosby's jersey is 87. No, he was I'm ta- born August 7th, 87, No, I'm talking about Wayne Gretzky. Oh. Oh, Wayne Gretzky scored a league-high 87 goals with the Edmonton uh, oh. Fuckwads in 83-84 We don't celebrate the Edmonton Oilers or, we, or talk about them any longer than we have to Right, but we celebrate our national treasures Because we have so few uh, The moose, the beaver <laughs> oh, The <geez>. goose <laughs> the, the Canadian goose Okay, what All else right. you got? Sexual positions, quit, what quit, time is quit it? Quit being a loony Alright, uh, Daniel, what no. do you got? What do you got for me? Sexual positions, 87 Now, Now, did we skip sexual positions last time? Uh, yeah, it was 86th. <laughs> we 86th? Sexual, yeah, it was gone. <laughs> Which is too bad because 86, 87, 88 all work together. Oh. Sort of a sexual <laughs> trilogy. Well, please, catch us up on 86. Right. Well, these are a little bit violent, so I don't want anybody to get disturbed here. <laughs> An 86, of course, in the fashion of being 86. Uh, oh, that geez. is, of course, when you force someone to bring you to orgasm, and at climax, you snuff them out. <laughs> But it's it's specific to them. They they have to bring you to orgasm. You have to snuff them out. Right. Eighty seven, of course, is uh, no you bringing them to orgasm and snuffing them out at their climax. Oh, you're gonna say something about their dead corpse or something? He snuff snuffing them out like murder. You're talking about murder. This is a family show, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. But just to clarify, you are talking about murder. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Is this is this this have anything to do with Hellraiser Debtor? The ultimate climax. Ladies and gentlemen, we recently watched a Hellraiser movie where they, um, where yeah, they they killed people and then brought them back to life with necromancy. <laughs> I believe that's where this is coming from. Is it sure. necromancy or necromancing? It's from Nixing. It's from '86. Nix to s- kill someone. To, to, to '86, someone yeah. is to snuff them. Yeah, oh. six feet down, eight feet wide. Oh, eight feet. All oh, right, six feet down, eight feet wide. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like eight eighty-seven, like one eight seven. You know. The police code for homicide. Oh my God, that's really deep. <laughs> and, and with that, let's uh, let's get into some true facts. I love oh. true facts. <laughs> I love facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts. You guys love facts. Fact me. I love facts. I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. <laughs> In turn, give me some facts. Fact blast me. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm gonna fact you all over your face. <laughs> blast with fact. All right. Has anyone ever pointed out that Nathan just says fuck me in the middle of the. <laughs> <laughs> shh. Shh. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Um, I was trying to say fact, but it, yeah, it does sound bad. It sounds really bad. Um, get this. Get this. 
they have changed the title of the Owen Wilson Ed Helms comedy releasing this December from Bastards to Father Figures. What? Hmm. I didn't even know there was a... It's about two guys trying to find who their fathers are because they're both bastards. Oh. And I like bastards. I think yeah. they're worried about offending people, so they're dialing it back and changing like it. Like who, Jon Snow? Yeah. <laughs> Bam. You should call it Sons of Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that would technically be everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, men. It's just technicality. Bastards should have worked fine. Now it's called father figures. Yeah. Now it makes it seem like they're the fathers and failing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Seriously, is bastards offensive to anyone anymore? The fact that they're changing the name says the movie producers think that it could be or could affect the box office in some way. I've seen the trailer. I don't, I don't think it's going to do well regardless, uh, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But now they can blame it's it on something. Well. That looks like shit. Yeah, now they can say they changed the name. Although, what was that uh, Live, Die, Repeat slash... The edge day of tomorrow. of tomorrow. Yeah, the edge of tomorrow. Mm. That still fucks with me. But they changed well, it after. Get ready Get ready for the sequel. Live, mm. die, repeat, repeat. Live, die, repeat, and repeat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm betting that 50% of the population will not know that it's a sequel. AKA the edge of the day after tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I thought it was live, edge, day, die of, uh, repeat. Hmm. Get this. An amalgam. Get this. Director Victor Salva, a convicted pedophile, wrote molestation into his new film jeepers creepers 3 bold damn that is bold <laughs> mm. wow i heard justin long on a podcast talk about <laughs> that, that that pedophile uh, director of jeepers creepers what? they do say write what you know well that's wow. yeah hey i, I want to hear what justin long had to say right well i'll say this he also wrote and directed powder which actually had an impact in me and my spiritual younger years. Nathan fucking loves that movie. And you could see how that's his too. Like that's just a transformation of another script that he had about yeah. molesting an albino boy in a basement. But it changes everything. It changed like the scene where Jeff Goldblum like touches his head, his bald head and tells him that he's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like that was really touching until I found out. That's the right word. It was really touching. <laughs> You would know, Andrew. It's kind of like martyrs. Like he's molesting superpowers into them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't made that a movie yet, actually. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Oh, fine. Good. Oh, good. good. Fine. Good. Good. Oh, fine. Nice and comfortable. <laughs> All right. Um, get this. They have begun production on Die Hard Year One, where John McClane uh, will play... Well, old John McClane will be played by Bruce Willis, and it'll be in a flashback scenario, introducing a recasted, younger version of the character on his first year on the job. Who is casted? We don't know. Well, yet. why the fuck are you bringing this up now? I'm just letting it's you know. Starring Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis, according to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, they're just gonna like looper him and just totally <laughs> CG. CGI a younger version hey, of himself. Joseph Gordon-Levitt looked all right. With the weird shit they did to his nose in Looper. Um, correction, Joseph Gordon-Levitt never looks all right because he's a fucking douchebag. Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks fine most of the time when he's in front of a camera. He's usually crushing it when he's not in front of a camera and or doing an interview being himself. I don't think he knows who he is. And it's awkward to see him struggle with that. It's awkward to see him like move his body. 
It is wow. like he's an you alien. You really don't like him, eh? <laughs> Just <laughs> annihilating him. Yeah, there's some no, JGL. He's a fucking freak. He's an alien. Uh, he's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> there's some JGL hate for sure. Um, I'm surprised you don't have a whole folder by now. What do you guys? What do you guys think? You want? Do you want some grab bag? Huh? Uh, grab tube. Bag me. <laughs> you want some bag? <laughs> I'll give you some fucking bag. around the world still reeling from this morning's announcement possibly the most significant event in recent history we repeat the superman exists and he is american he's american <laughs> yeah. what the hell is that that is a clip from the watchman um the creator or not creator i guess well he is sort of the creator but um he made the hbo show the leftovers damon lindelof is doing a Watchmen TV series for HBO, and they started. They've started creating it? Yeah. HBO ordered the pilot, and he Instagrammed a day one. So fans of the Watchmen. Does Superman actually have dual citizenship or what? Um, like he's American? Like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm still going back to that line. It's, wow. it's just bugging me. Well, he's, this isn't, yeah, this isn't uh, Clark Kent. No. It's... Uh, What's his name? Dr. Manhattan. Thank you. I'm like the Adam. No, the Adam. No, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, the, Clark Kent. do you know the Watchmen graphic novel, Luigi? Yes. And the movie? I don't think I said, that's the guy with the yeah, blue. I think he's I know giant he's blue guy. Yeah, he's blue. Yeah. He's, he's got big. his full frontal nudity. Yeah, blue, yeah. blue dong. There's a lot of Yeah, huge. There's dong. Huge. It's good. It's cosmic. Yeah. There's like stars floating in it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's fantastic. Special. It's really good. Anyway, I'm a I'm a big Watchmen guy. I like the Watchmen. I'm pretty excited actually about the idea of an HBO series. Although I don't think they're going to be able to do Rorschach as good because Jackie Earl Haley fucking crushed that shit. It's exciting because I think the movie ran into time constraint. Mm. Like the length of a movie was not enough to put the entire graphic novel in. So mm. I'm excited to see the actual ending of the Watchmen, which made me fall out of my bunk bed when I read it initially. The real ending, not the movie ending. And I I mean, hats off to the movie for for realizing that they didn't have the time to explain it and not half-assing the ending and trying to adjust it, but it'll be cool to see a real impact. And if they can get more gritty with HBO and their, you know, R++. Mm. You're Uh, you're saying... what? Can can we make a bet that they will change the ending in the TV show from the comic book? Why would you want to bet that? Because that? that always happens. Don't do it. Well, I'll bet you. A comic book. Okay. The, I bet they miscast it. They might miscast it. I'm ah, worried about that. That's a good point. Yeah, they could miscast it. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. I mean, obviously. The Watchmen, I don't know if it was cast perfectly initially anyways, but. Who was casted wrong? <laughs> the blocking the blocking was all oh, off it was awkward their interactions were awkward. so offended nathan what <laughs> is all this <laughs> anyways yeah oh something else is coming down oh, right. and the last thing that i want nina is for you to do the things that i ask you to do when we're alone together in your apartment not like the last time oh. <laughs> um i don't know if you guys are aware of this uh, but i am a jillenholic um <laughs> My name is Nathan, and I am a Gyllenholic. And your Jake, mouth is open wide. Hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is now a model. He is the new face of eternity for Calvin Klein. 
Oh, dear. Is that a fragrance? I'm glad this came up on a movie podcast. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> now Nathan will be spritzing eternity onto his pillow and <laughs> between his legs. Yeah. Mm. Hey, that was just a... Uh, that was just kind of a joke grab bag. This is a real one. Here it comes. You're going to turn your back on family? Oh. Ooh. This, uh, this is coming right from Sad Sack Studios. This is, the, this is called The Fast and Feudious. <laughs> is anyone aware of this? I don't know. Is anyone aware of the feud going on amongst the family? Yeah, they, they, some of them are pissed off that there might be like a Rock Statham spinoff. Let's get down to it. On August 8th. 2016, The Rock said via Instagram, and I quote, My female co-stars are always amazing and I love them. My male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway. Candy asses. Mm. August 11th, Tyrese Gibson comes to the defense of Vin Diesel on Instagram, stating that if only people knew how hard you work to protect this franchise and characters, minds would be blown. Reports surfaced of a secret meeting between The Rock and Vin Diesel, but on August 19th, The Rock posts a long and detailed thank you after wrapping Fate of the Furious and mentions pretty much everyone except Vin Diesel. It's true. It's true. April 7th, Vin Diesel, while speaking to USA Today, refers to The Rock as Uncle Dwayne and says, I protect the franchise. I protect everybody, including Dwayne. I protected Dwayne more than he'll ever know and that Dwayne has only got one Vin in his life, that Dwayne Johnson only has one big brother in this film world, and that's me. Holy. Yep, after being belittle brothered, a Fast and Furious <laughs> spinoff was announced with The Rock and Jason Statham on April 21st. And then on September 13th, Tyrese Gibson states in a now-deleted Instagram post, if you move forward with that Hobbs movie, you will have purposely ignored the heart-to-heart moment we had in my Sprinter. What's a Sprinter? It's a vehicle. I don't want to hear from you until you remember what we talked about. I'm on your timeline because you're not responding to my text messages. Hashtag Fast Family is just that, a family we don't fly solo. Oh, my God. People are seriously having this discussion on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. October 4th. (laughs) The ninth installment in the Fast and Furious franchise is pushed back a year to April 2020 due to the spinoff being released in July of 2019. October 5th, Tyrese Gibson takes to Instagram stating congratulations to The Rock for making the Fast and Furious franchise about you. And even if they call, I will not be deleting this post. Good night, folks. (laughs) See you in 2020. He further stated that Dwayne had a problem because he wasn't the only man because he wasn't the only one on the movie poster that he has broken up the Fast family and refers to a fight to keep the family together. And when they were offered spinoffs, they turned it down. And then Vin Diesel posted a photo of himself, Tyrese, and the late Paul Walker with the word brotherhood underneath it. There. See, it's always about family for Vin. You're all, you're all caught up. I can't believe that they actually took that to heart. Uh, there's, a, there's some sort of pissing contest going on. No, I mean like the family. Oh, yeah. It's about family. <laughs> like they really believe it. It's true. Shit, they've been making these movies long enough to have become a cult. Right? It feels like they it. They have made 20 or 30 films by now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Daniel, as the expert, how do you feel about this? I'm actually going to side uh, with Vin on this one. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they should. The plan for the last many years has been to make 10 of these fucking things. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just get to fast 10 your seatbelts? <laughs> 
finish the franchise, <laughs> then they can spin off whatever the fuck they want. You give Tyrese a little movie. It can be like a comedy version. Give Statham and Rock a big sweaty man movie. Like, why break up the franchise like this when they're so consistently making like literally billions of dollars? They risk oversaturating with this and neither the next Fast and the Furious movie or the spinoff doing as well. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I haven't gone to the movie theater to see a Fast and the Furious movie ever, and I'll probably go to see The Rock in his own. Oof, that's interesting. I mean, I've seen most of them. He's most he's in most of it any like in that last one, The Rock yeah. was in most of the movie. He was, he was. co-main character. <laughs> you didn't you didn't see Fate of the Furious. I didn't? You saw Fast 7. Oh or shit. Furious 7. And, and he, he wasn't, wasn't in that in one. That. He got out of his hospital bed at the end, though, and said, yeah, right, right. Daddy's got to like, go to work. Or something. And busted out of his cast. Without <laughs> even touching Picked up that, like, yeah. Yeah, air, aircraft machine gun. He flexed yes. his muscle and broke his cast. I mean, Tyrell. Yeah. 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 It's and awesome. he pulls, like, a Gatling gun off a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's not how they work. I'm pretty sure they don't just have a trigger there for your hand. Yeah. You know what? That's what the whole Luigi. audience who watches Fast and Furious movies says. Yeah. That's so unrealistic. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, come on. It's In amazing. In this eighth one, though, like, they're driving next to a submarine yes. that's emerging from, like, an ice lake. And it shoots a missile, and the missile's just like skidding on top of the ice, and the rock is leading off a car, like aiming the missile with his hand into a different direction. (laughs) Now I remember why I don't watch these movies. Oh, Oh, it's the best. Well, it's eye candy, right? I want to see more. Over the top nonsense. Yeah, but Vin Diesel is not hot, and he's never been hot. It was always about Paul Walker. Right, it's right. it's about Vin Am. It was about Vin and Paul. I mean, Vin's right. got weird boobs. Let's, we we can he say does. that. And a real but, bald head, bald head, so bald. But he's a yeah, he's a silly bastard, and mm-hmm. he makes silly franchises. Yeah. But he was silly the, work. <laughs> he was he was the Iron Giant and Groot, right? Yeah, his best role, saying one word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I can't three see words. his face in either of those. That's true. Yeah, you can't see his face. It's key. Anyways, they're not they're not going to oversaturate it because it's already oversaturated. It's like a fucking ridiculous franchise that's super fun to watch. And it should be have a shit ton of spinoffs. It should. And I'm excited. I think it should be 86th. You think so? I I say yes on the spinoffs. I just don't agree on the order. Oh, okay, okay. Let it it finish out its 10 first. Yeah. Yeah. Pander to the family. He's a busy man. He's got a slate. He's got shit he needs to do. Ballers should be canceled, but there's going to be another season of that as well. Yeah. Have you been watching Ballers? Anyone? Okay. Me neither. Has has anybody been watching Ballers? I'm just curious. (laughs) I do have a friend that watches it, and he says it's really good. That's all I can say. First two seasons, yeah. Last season, illogical. Well, I mean, we haven't watched it, but... No, we watched the first couple episodes. We said this is illogical, and we turned it off. So, therefore, it's illogical. Live long and prosper. Okay. (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) All right, time for the battle cry. Uh, to get into our lineup, which I've, I'm getting this uh, from Sad Sack Studios here. Let me just see. Uh, what does this press release say here? Yeah, this is, uh, guys, this is, whew, this is the, this is the best lineup that we've ever had on Trailer Park Podcast. Oh, ever. shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you guys were aware, but that's, that's what's happening tonight. There has been 86 less good yeah. episodes previous yeah. to this yeah. one. Every, Luigi, you are a lucky You man. could just say lesser. Okay. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. uh, All right. We got some, uh, yeah, uh, correct them. I'm on board. That's how you treat the intern. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
didn't take him very long. He is my brother-in-law, so. <laughs> All right, time for the battle cry. Fun fact, Predator was made in 1987. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, trailer number one tonight, and our headliner is called Geostorm, starring Gerard Butler. <sighs> Geostorm. Here we Go. Thanks to a system of satellites, we can control our weather. The entire city block collapsed at Hong Kong late last night. First tailstorm in history. You can see the damage and devastation of buildings and vehicles waiting for the storm. This wasn't a malfunction. Someone intentionally did this. Are you going back up to space? Think of it like I'm taking a vacation. To a place 250 miles straight up and negative 450 degrees, some holiday. We built this system of satellites to stop natural disasters. Someone is using it to create them. There's potential for catastrophic weather events on a global scale. A geostorm. system into a weapon. You're trying to change the map of the world. Dear God. Nathan, worried or excited? All right, so what do we got going on here? We got um, uh, they can control the weather with these super futuristic satellites, and someone has hijacked these and is taking them over to cause chaos to the world. Um, and Gerard Butler has... Why? I don't, I don't, Where the fuck is that guy being? Uh, I, well, no, he's been around. He's been making these same kinds of movies. And yeah. Dean Devlin is the one that directed this movie and his buddy is Roland Emmerich and they've been making these movies for 20 years. Roland Emmerich's the same guy from Independence Day? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's what they do in Day After Tomorrow and yeah, make like environmental action movies. Yeah. And I mean I I like over the top nonsense, but mm, I don't know if I can get on board with Geostorm. I think that I'm worried. What about Jim Stur- Sturgis? Jim Sturgis, yes. Uh, the fuck is he? 20, 21. 21. And yeah. across the un- universe. Yeah, across the universe. 
21. I don't, yeah, I don't know why he hasn't done more or done better. Or why he's, it, they look awkward together, I think. Yeah. He's like a, he's, he's like Gerard Butler without facial hair. And like a 12 year old girl. Okay. Is this, what is it? Earth has fallen? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Uh, what, what say you, intern? Oh, you know, I love, I love big balls. Hmm. And uh, there was some pretty big hail there that looked like some big balls. And we all know that Gerard Butler has got some big, big balls. Hairy balls. Yeah, that's and, all he's uh, Sweaty. Some sweaty <laughs> Gerard Butler balls. I just can't get enough. I can't get enough that I will not watch this. This looks like <laughs> the worst starter, the worst headliner hmm. in TPP history. I am gonna file a complaint with sad sack this uh, <laughs> is a bad start no this is a big budget disaster movie automatic headliner thank you very much luigi please enlighten him god i can't comment on whether it's the worst that you've done in the past but i'm gonna go with worried on this one <laughs> it looks like a bad remake of day after tomorrow which wasn't good <laughs> yep i I, oh, wait. I don't know what it is. It's like Whoa, I have a very scientific side to me. And when I see things that just make no fucking sense, I, it just takes me out of it. And, you know, like maybe 10 years ago when films like this came out, I thought, oh, it's cool. I mean, I don't want to see the world fall apart in reality, but it's so cool to see it in a film. Things blowing up, cities being destroyed. That is so old now. Like, I've seen that a million times. And then, sorry, watching all the skyscrapers fall down like dominoes in a chain, it's just stupid. Like, there's nothing about this film that makes me want to see it. And when a trailer can't even be slightly enticing, we got a problem. Oh, let me cut in here. Because I'm actually in the market for a B-movie that's, like, earnestly trying to be good, and that is way over the top. I... I'm really excited to hear them explain the science, actually, because these movies always just gloss over the shit. Yep. But we do have cloud seeding mm. and certain yep. attempts to control wow. the weather. Chinese so, Chinese are pumping. But uh, Day After Tomorrow had explanations, too. That made no sense. I know. Like hurricanes over dry land. But that's part of the charm, Luigi. You're missing the point. <laughs> I must be. <laughs> or maybe in my life, I just, I don't have a B list. Like, the little time I have, uh, I want to watch shit that has a chance to be good. Day After it's Tomorrow. Be good. Day After Tomorrow was um, the Earth defending itself, okay, against climate change mm. and sending the Earth back into a temporary ice age. And uh, Nathan, who was in the Day After Tomorrow? Hmm. Uh, <sighs> do you have a clip for us? or? Oh, a pliant young Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he was uh, young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Yeah. That's the Calvin right. Klein model at his best. Jake <clears throat> Gyllenhaal was in Day After Tomorrow. Thank you very much. And yes, the Chinese are pumping millions and millions of dollars into the sky trying to control their weather. So when this Beijing is happening. held the yeah, Olympics, we're all doing it. This is relevant. They like threw eleven hundred missiles into the air or some shit to mm. try and divert the rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True fact. They were doing True it in fact. Florida. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Chelsea here. Thank you, Daniel. This, this is some this is some straight up garbage. 
and, and they're pushing it with big blockbuster Hollywood panache, which means that they've like they know they've made a mistake and they've dropped way too much money into this and miscast this like, it. This has like all the flair of like a propaganda action movie, which are some of my favorite because you get like crazy bullshit science, you get crazy bullshit acting, and crazy bullshit writing. And so there's uh, there's some potential for some really really good laughs in here. You know what? You guys sold me. I'm flipping. I'm excited. <laughs> I do. My only concern is that it might be miscast because, like, The Rock is really good at carrying this stuff. Like, there's no Bill Pullman in this movie to give a rousing speech that's going to bring me to tears to this day. Oh, we could have used the packs in something like this. <laughs> oh. Oh. There was nothing in the cast that seems that redeeming. Oh, good old scientist Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah, Paxton would have would have made this work regardless. I've got to space, honey. <laughs> You know, it's Bravo. I'm gonna go watch it mm. in IMAX. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> Trailer number two tonight, Daniel. Um <laughs> this one's a gem. This one's a goddamn gem. This is called uh The Death of Stalin. We're keeping a light tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we actually are. <laughs> What was it? Life of Stalin? The death. It's the death of Stalin. The death of Stalin. Here we go. Should we investigate? Should you shut the fuck up before you get us both killed? Stalin's dead. He's dead. Stalin is dead! Oh my god. Our general secretary is lying in a puddle of indignity. Yeah, he's feeling unwell, clearly. I want to make a speech at my father's funeral. Um, no problem. Technically, yes, but practically. When I said no problem, what I meant was no problem. Ignore me. Stalin would have wanted the committee as one. All those in favor carried you unanimously. We need change. Well, let's see who can mobilize first. Oh, seems to be me. Sneaky little shit. The race has started. We need to start putting together a plan. How can you run and plot at the same time? I have no idea what is going on. I'm the peacemaker and I'll fuck up anyone who gets in my way. Shoot her before him, but make sure he sees it. Kill him, dump him in the pulpit. And I'll leave the rest up to you. We have to act. I really need your help. I'm gonna have to report this conversation. Threatening to do harm or obstruct any member of the Presidium in the process of looking at your fucking face. <laughs> I took Germany. I think I can take a flesh lump in a waistcoat. No matter what happens, I will never let any harm come to you. I may as well just shoot myself like mother. Jesus Christ, did Coco Chanel take a shit on your head? No, he did not. Stalin will be loving this. I'll take it from here. Good luck, ladies. You know, all of you can kiss my Russian ass. 
Nobody's gonna get killed. I promise you. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we should maybe kick this off to the guest, Luigi. Worried or excited? Mm. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh well, hello. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm still excited. And <laughs> oh, that just looks so nice. I mean, I love half the cast right off the bat. It just looks like so much fun. Yeah, that's right. And there's a Monty Python in there, so they can't go wrong. Well, that's not true, but no, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. 110%. I loved In the Loop when it came out, and I tried to push it on tons of people. And I think it's a style of humor that's uh, really subjective, but it's dry. It's going to be dark. It's Mm going to be witty and fun and full of detail. You can watch it over and over again and probably see something new and wonderful about it every time you watch it i'm elated i'm so excited that he's making another movie oh is this on daniel's burden list in the loop daniel was burdened within the loop yes he was oh yeah i watched it i think i liked it too right you did (laughs) yeah it's the same same people and i what i love about this is that none of them are russian right yes exactly (laughs) and that they are unapologetically just going over the top with that and using british humor to even highlight the fact that they're not Russian. I was actually reading online that it's fairly historically accurate. That does not, none doesn't (laughs) even fucking surprise me that they would be that clever because In the Loop was so tight and so clever. And if there's anyone on this podcast that has not seen In the Loop, you should watch it before you watch this because it's the same guy and it's hilarious. And how can you ever shake your head at original content these days? We were just talking about... What was it? A sexy Buscemi earlier? He doesn't <laughs> look right. He doesn't look sexy in this, but he looks good. He's gonna. Get oh, yeah, oh yeah, this is the best he's ever looked. <laughs> Tam, <laughs> Tambor is hilarious. I meant no uh, problem. problem. <laughs> That's awesome. He is brilliant. Oh, and when um, that lady or that girl is like, I should have just shot myself like mother. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you almost don't hear what she says. The yeah. guy right at the end is like, I, nobody's going to get shot. I promise. Just that oh, look on his face. Yeah, he's got like a. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the guy from In America. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be good. In, yeah, Patty Constantine. Yeah, yeah. Really excited. Top drawer excited. Daniel, what say you? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go excited on this one as well. Yeah, I had a good time. Laughed quite a bit during the trailer. Um, <laughs> that's always a good sign since we're so jaded around here these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love everyone that's in here. And then, again, Bashimi. He looks great. He looks great with that smooth, bald head that Tambor usually has. So, uh, intern? Look at your fucking face. Look at your I- t- that was so good. <laughs> I love sexy Bashimi. And a cul-de-sac. I am so excited. <laughs> excited. We'll kill anyone that gets in the way of peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, trailer number three. Uh, yeah, if you're not aware, Luigi, every um, third trailer is called The Fulcrum. And by mandate, it must be a horror movie. This is where we usually leave. Yeah. So if you don't like horror movies, I apologize. But um, it was mandated. It's, uh, it's it's coming directly from the board of directors of Sad Sack Studios. Nothing we can do about it. Trailer number three is Happy Death Day. Oh. Happy Death Day. Here we go. 
Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you hit that? Oh, what? It's your Stop global warming. You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to the party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You scared me. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't gonna make any sense. Stop global warming. Hey. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's gonna kill me tonight. So you can hear now. <gasps> Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers, car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows it. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. All right, Daniel, are you worried or excited about Happy Death Day? It's times like these when I wish we had less severe or intense terminology than worried or excited. Um, I was not at all interested until it, it revealed itself as a Groundhog's Day horror movie, which I feel like I've been waiting for for a long time because it lends itself so well. To this exact premise, being able to like keep trying over and over again to avoid being killed. Although I kind of wish they had spanned it out since they are making a horror movie to be released on Friday the 13th. I kind of wish they had gone with a full-on teenage cast ensemble of slasher victims. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But I can deal with this one. I It's the Groundhog's Day thing. That's what's pushing me over. Otherwise, I'm pretty neutral on this. I'm going to go with a, with a sort of, uh, sort of excited. <laughs> I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to double down on your excited because the Groundhog Day scenario is a wonderful gimmick. And to all of you who hate Groundhog Day and hate Edge of Tomorrow, loosen up, loosen up. We got the nice fun scene where she has to convince someone else by telling him that the sprinklers are going to go off and Groundhog Day it was, oh, plates are going to crash. She's going to ask me this. It's mm -hmm. great. It's great. They convince. They get somebody on their side. Then that guy probably dies, right? Her plight continues in a solo fashion. And this this slasher guy, I was just saying the other day, I want some slasher. I miss slasher films. He's wearing a weird baby face, which at first seems strange, but 
after I think about it some more, it's it's fabulous. So I'm I'm not sort of excited. I'm I'm excited. Chelsea. Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this movie's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is my genre. The it was in the '90s when they came out with all those like I know what you did last summer. Scream. By the way. 2011 was the last Scream movie, and we are way overdue for another one. Bye. 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 And she, there's growth. She turns into a badass, into a final girl. Yeah. It's also going to score high. She walks outside naked. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, she finds herself. It's kind of like a coming-of-age horror movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. She um, gets a lot of practice. Piano, French poetry. I don't know how many times she comes back. <laughs> that's, a grand, that's a Groundhog Day reference. <laughs> He learns French poetry to woo her at the bar. Carry on. Hmm. Uh, they're going to have to kill this bitch a lot. So it's going to score really high on the creative kills. Right? Mm. Uh, hopefully. It's the same person, same scenario over and over again. Mm. Yeah, it has to. You don't want to get the same one twice. Yeah. And this Then girl, she hasn't learned anything. Hey, Daniel, you know, you're right. <laughs> Thank God for you. I just, I, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, I looked this girl up and she hasn't done anything. She's kind of an unknown, which is great because she's getting her start in horror, like, you know, the best of them. Um, except she was in La La Land. I'm not sure who, but I'm going to forgive her for that, and I'm going to say I'm excited. Let's pass it over to British Columbia. Andrew? Luigi? No? Okay, I'll go. Whoever. So this is the second time I've seen this trailer, mm. and I have, I'm less harsh the second time. So <laughs> I'm not like the person you talked about earlier who doesn't like the groundhog concept. That's the part I do like, and I generally do not like horror films, except for some few classics. Like what? But uh, um, Exorcist. Mm, that might be one of the only ones. Yeah, just not a fan of the genre. But I actually think this whole Groundhog thing gives it a chance. Now, what they do with it, I don't know. But it gives it a chance. It's something original instead of just, hey, let's kill everyone again. This. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's got potential. Yeah. I forgot to mention, and, too, that the director of this movie, Christopher Landon, is the direct or is the writer. He's a writer, I think, actually. But he was the writer of um, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, hmm. which was another unique horror movie. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Hmm. And it was yes. good. So that's good. He, they, the zombie gets his dick torn off in it. Hmm. So <laughs> oh, we can look forward to that. Was it, was it <laughs> Keckner's zombie? No, the boys are like climbing out the second story window and like the zombies are pressing up against the window, but it's half closed and all it's up. All it's, so it's like a zombie dick like de- dangling in his face. <laughs> and he has to like hold on to it for leverage and it slowly tears off. Oh my God. Okay. But, wow. Luigi, but Luigi said he was, that it has a chance, but he didn't say if yeah, he was so excited about that chance. That's true. I am mildly excited. Which I really wasn't expecting because the first time I saw it, I'm like, ah, another friggin' horror film. <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm kind of curious. Weird horror lover, horror hater come together to the same conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a horror movie? Uh-huh. Correct. Uh, sorry, I, I went to use the washroom, so I'm obviously worried. Oh, wow. Uh... Wow. That's pretty. But Andrew, it's only a mi- an hour and 36 minutes long. And it's, and it's Groundhog Day horror movie. Yeah, no, I watched the trailer. I didn't go to the washroom, but I wish that I did. Um, oh, you know, it's like lesser Blake Lively with like <gasps> dumb kid face killer. I don't even like Blake Lively, and this girl just keeps reminding me of her. And, you know, it's not Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was fabulous. You can't remake 
magic like that, this is going to suck. It's not remaking magic. It became its own subgenre. Yeah. Its own subgenre of worry. Hey. I'm going to say if you told me, Luigi, you have to go see one of these two movies, the first trailer we saw or this one, (laughs) I'd actually think I'd choose this one, which is really shocking to me. Take that Geostorm. Yeah. Hence, worst front runner. (laughs) Wow. You need some more wine, intern. You know what? Why don't why don't you do hey intern why don't you do some analysis and give me give me like a full breakdown like a full ranking of all the headliners from eighty seven all the way to one yeah let's get down right. to brass tacks yeah that's that's your new job an explanation just, on why for each I just yeah. noticed that Edge of Tomorrow was the first one ever on your list hmm. so that's true it's like full circle yeah it's like yeah, we Edge just, of Tomorrow comes up a lot we just keep repeating and repeating I, repeat. I liked Edge of Tomorrow. Me too. Yeah, it was. Heard they're making a sequel. Very surprised. Yeah, yes. Yes. That's just weird. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the edge of the day after tomorrow. (laughs) Speaking of Blake Lively, coming up next, all I see is you, starring Blake Lively. Now, did he know? What is it? All I need is now? All I see is you. All I see is you. Here we go. Does it ever bother you having to take care of me? No. It makes me feel special. I'll restore the optical properties of the right eye. You'll be able to count fingers on day one. By week four, you should be at 2050. I'm going to have you count backwards from 10. 10. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I get. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I guess it's not really you, huh? Well, we don't really know what me is, do we? Who is this the guy you were talking to over there? Same thing. Chelsea, no. worried or excited? God damn it, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> 
You always call on me when I don't really know. Okay. That's good. You can, you, can, you can work through it. I'm sure everyone here wants to work through yeah. it. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. So it right. starts off like a snooze fest. Yeah. Something think, simple. Oh, this is just going to be a basic story about how beautiful the world is. And it goes deeper than that, which is good. Um, Blake Lively, I don't hate her like Andrew does because she's fucking beautiful. So at least I'll have something to look at. I don't know. Like, what happens to her? She's right. just seeing the world in a different way, right? right? Looks, That's the point. It looks like she gets to see, and then some crazy shit goes down, and they don't explain it. And it's the director of World <laughs> War Z, Ooh. so you can anticipate some shaky, shaky, cam. shaky cam for sure. And it's also the director of Finding Neverland and Monsters Ball, which means there could be quality. However, they, they leave out the fact that he directed Quantum of Solace, which wasn't very good. So... Where do you land? Where do you land? Do you do you want to enter into the mystery of where this woman is going to go? It looks like she's learning Thai and possibly some sort of like color change to her hair. Like what? What? How does she get from point A to point B? Do you want to know? I can't figure out if it's a coming of age story about how a woman starts to perceive her world differently when she has sight, or there's a lot of quoting persuasion going on too. There is. Is this what you're hung up on, Chelsea? Because it's what I'm hung up on. It's. <laughs> Is this going to be like a bunch of dark, gritty drama because now that she can see, she doesn't rely on her husband anymore and she can like go and do all this crazy shit that she's always wanted to and never thought she'd be able to, which I don't really, I'm not going to be that excited about. Although that, that is kind of interesting. Or that you want it to go into like some weird murderous, well, violent territory. The, yeah. the synopsis says she regains her sight and discovers disturbing details about themselves. So it does get... They're, they're using the word disturbing. Yeah, but details about themselves mean that means to me that... He's up to no good and was doing shit behind her back while <gasps> she was blind. And then he, she starts to investigate it, finds out that he's a fucking villain, and then starts to, like, skirt the edges trying to resolve the situation, ends up in Thailand learning Thai. You're not so selling that, it. Okay. I think she woke up and was like, uh, I'm a 12 and you're a 3. <laughs> this is not working out. Like, oh, I'm into black guys. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Thank you. Are you also excited, Chelsea? I'm going to go excited because there's a chance I might silver shard this episode. And since I'm on the fence, I think I owe it to unexcited to the, to the Sad Sack Studios. what it could be. I agree with you. Uh, let's hear from who we haven't heard from, Luigi. I'm going to go with excited. It's it's weird. It's almost as if the trailer is either very intelligently misleading us or it's just a bad trailer and the film's really good because I don't know what to make of it, but I'm interested. I'm curious. And I don't know. I think it has interesting prospects. I mean, the idea of if you've never seen the world and then you see it and what that can change in and of itself could be interesting. But then if there's this other weird, crazy angle, is he a killer who knows what I, I that's the thing is like what the hell is this trailer telling us what is this movie about i don't know but i won't say i'm worried i'll say i'm excited it's rated r if that helps anyone do you think oh well that's good i only see r-rated films it, well i mean it, i'm saying that if we want it to go dark which i do it it has a chance of going there if it's yeah. pg-14 or pg-13 or 14a then wait there's no way i'm worried rated g <laughs> wait <know>. what <laughs> PG-13 you know, or 14A? Yeah. Was it, was it PG-13 or 14A? It's a 14A. Uh, Luigi kind of convinced me on this one, I think. I was leaning worried, but 
if I'm going to stumble into a 50-50 good bad drama thriller scenario, there's probably worse options than this one. So at the worst, it's a kind of interesting take on a relationship falling apart when a woman gets her sight or it goes into that dark a crazy violent place that we wanted to so those are pretty good yeah, options. the trailer really doesn't tell us yeah it tells us that it's intoxicating and disturbing it's ambiguous <laughs> also uh it has 2016 next to it with a release for october 2017 which means they made it a while ago and delayed the release why probably because you know now you see me came out and they were like damn it god damn it there goes our title <laughs> what are we gonna do it now Good uh, one, honey. All I see is you. Is that is that? Did Andrew tell us what he is yet? I don't know. He was kind of lippy last one. I, was. I think um, the the trailer. I actually like this trailer because it makes it seem interesting. Um, but they already made a a really good movie about not seeing the world and then all of a sudden discovering it in room. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is not going to be anything <laughs> like that or quality like that. So what? I would say worried. The this fuck? looks like uh, I thought you're gonna bring up to complete. I thought you're gonna bring up the uh, oh the, the Val Kilmer movie where he regains his sight. Okay, oh, oh first God. of all, Andrew, you this hate children. Like it's nothing like Room. That was about a I small agree. boy. What about At First Sight, starring Val Kilmer? I love Val Kilmer, <laughs> and we didn't talk about how he's in. Um, mm. no, wait, wait for it. No. But he is. That's no. doesn't happen. Yeah, Val Kilmer. In Geostar? Yeah. You're talking about Gerard Butler? No. Val Kilmer's not in Geostar. Chelsea's mixed up. I might we'll be get mixed to Val up. Kilmer later. Actually, we will. I am mixed up. Let's get to him right now. Okay. Segway. He's in Snowman, okay? No, he's not. Yes, he is. So that's a big fat worried from intern? Big and fat. It was a lively worried. Huh? Hmm? Anybody? Yeah. I, oh. it, it was a little Blakely. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, trailer number five is is a crime drama horror movie. Wow. The Snowman, starring Michael Fassbender. Title? The Snowman. The snowman. Oh, is this anything like Jack Frost? <laughs> A lot. The snowman. Here we go. We're looking into disappearances, some recent, others dating back several years. from missing persons. Harry Hall. We studied your cases at the academy. Well, they date back that far. Yeah, you're up there with the legends. I can't keep covering for you. Doesn't matter who you are. Tell them. I think it's the falling snow that sets the killer off. Then who does he leave the snowman for? Building snowmen, cutting things up into little pieces. That's what a child does to establish order. A call just came in. There's another missing woman. We got the missing person's call. Who's missing? Sylvia Otterson. I'm Sylvia Otterson. 
Why would someone report you missing? Suicide. End of story. You sure he was alone? Where's Katrine? I received this. It's personal. He was watching us the whole time. He's playing games. Save them, you know. Give you all the clues and everything. Intern, worried or excited? Oh, you know how I like games. And, uh... I really like the opportunity for people to save them, you know, and not save them. Because Val Kilmer's smarter than Michael Fassbender. And I love best-selling books. I'll have to read this before I watch it, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. It seems, uh, you know, thriller's the genre that I like the most. And I expect to have a fun time with this, even though the name leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, his M.O. is, uh, that's what I struggle with the most. The serial killer's M.O. is not that scary. It's just this like shitty snowman <laughs> and Michael Fassbender's like on his knees, like crying, like, no! <laughs> <sighs> so, like, okay, so you, let me get this straight. He only kills when it snows or when there's snow on the ground? That's when he gets his, like, his like killer boner. He's like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, snows. <laughs> ready to go. Also, it's the director of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And I get it's different source material, but that movie, yeah, was confusing. It was difficult to follow, and it was fucking boring. All so, I can remember is, is uh, Cumberbatch, like, looking sketchy <gasps> with a suitcase. I got lost. I ha- yeah, I have to agree. I, that film, I wanted, and I tried really hard to like it. And I didn't dislike it, but it it was boring. Yeah. yeah. There comes a time when you got to call it. Hey. Few th- few things that need to be said. Rebecca Ferguson. Mm. Love love this new Rebecca Ferguson. Love it. Who is old Rebecca Ferguson? Well, she showed up in Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, and I was like, I like this actress. And then she showed up in Life with Jake Gyllenhaal. And you were like, shitty movie. Shitty but movie, she- but hey, Jake and Rebecca. <laughs> And here we have Michael Fassbender, who just doesn't seem to understand. Michael, if you can hear me, you are a good bad guy, not a good good guy. (gasps) So you need to be bad. Twist ending. He has a split personality. He's the serial killer and the detective. Holy shit. Harry Hole. Um, Where's what is the prediction? Harry Hole? What the fuck? His name is Harry Hole, and this is based on the best-selling... Uh, terrifying bestseller by Joe Nesbo. Not just Joe Nesbo, but Nesbo Zero, because he puts a slash through his... That's Scandinavian. The o. Yeah, that's not a zero. <laughs> that's Scandinavian? It's an O. Why does he have to spell it like okay. that? I'm, I'm sorry. Harry Hole? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Harry Hole is his name. Originally, this was going to be Robert Downey Jr., but he passed, I guess. Because of the name. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you like, change that shit and call, give me a call. Or he's too busy being Iron Man. 
Uh, I see a fucking nice and thick Chloe Savini playing a Scandinavian woman. That, that's almost pushing me into excited right there. What is all this Scandinavian business? Are, are you this, saying that this is in Norway or something? Yeah, this is like, uh, you know, it's, I don't know if it's in Norway, but it's definitely there somewhere if with all these uh, uh, zeros with lines through them, as you called it. Wow. <laughs> you just, instead of doing that, why don't you just call me ignorant and get it over with? No, but also, uh, 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 she like I think she's trying to play off a Scandinavian accent when she's like, Otterson? Hmm. My name is Sylvia says, Otterson? Says it's from Sweden. There you go, Sweden. Okay, well, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it down. I think that the first half of this movie trailer was like, uh, I don't know. And then it started to do its little snowball of intensity with him looking around corners and flashing his gun and things moving fast and the situation getting more and more complex and then ah, on fire and ah, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that mm. the serial killer is in the cast list? Because I yeah, love playing Val that Kilmer. game. Yeah. It's, it's probably Val Kilmer. The voice of Val Kilmer. It is. Is Val Kilmer in the trailer? No. He's no, in the, the list. Phone. He's in the, yeah. He's in the cast list and he's probably the guy on the phone. It's probably Val. So then Dirt I think about seven. Rasto. And I think about um, Kevin Spacey being mm. uncasted and how epic that was and how The Seven Deadly Sins is such a better hook than mm. Snowman, which are actually kind of cute in the trailer. He's, he's decapitating women and putting the head on top of a snowball. Yeah, in one scene. That's his thing. It's not, it's kind of hokey, actually. Yeah. And they're going to have to go somewhere fucking that I can't see for me to stay but excited. It's a terrifying bestseller. They wouldn't call it terrifying if it wasn't scary. I'm worried. The book. <laughs> they just take the theme all the way. Like that house burning at the end is a gingerbread house. <laughs> I'm fucking worried. You're worried? I'm changing my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is, uh, uh, something's off. I'm worried too. Yeah, something's off. I'm, because, you know, you said hokey and I'm on that. Like when a trailer has, has like, okay, there's the standard cop who's like, the boss is like, I don't want to deal with all this shit. Let's just say it was a suicide. Oh, that's original. And then, oh, damn it, I'm forgetting now. But there was a line in the trailer that was just so, oh, shit. Anyway, it's just like stock line, like just, Super lame. I'm worried. <laughs> well, J.K. JK Simmons is in there, too, and he's got to be the decoy, right? You're supposed to think it's him. Would, it's would really... it have been better if they played the song, like, the weather outside is frightful? <laughs> <laughs> well, that might have made it a little creepier. Mm-hmm. Let it snow, yeah, like, let it snow, li- let it little snow. Little kids and then, singing? And then like slow down. Slow down the voice of the yeah. choir. Let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> I remember the line now. What was it? This time, he said something like, it's personal. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Seriously? <laughs> Is he old enough to be a legendary detective as well? At least it's not about family. Right. That's what, that's what I was thinking as well. Because it was like, where is it? Uh, I've read your case files in college. Are they date back that far? Like, yeah. Where's where's your what gray you, like, hair? 47? You're like a chain smoker and your skin looks bad, but not that bad. Like, Yeah, you're like a British 35. <laughs> oh, so that's like shoe sizes. You got UK, US, uh, and all that. That's yeah. British 35. Yeah. You hear that, Ivan? Huh? Huh? We're waiting. You hear that? Uh, good talk, guys. I think I'm with you. I'm worried. Yeah. I think we all convinced ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good, good round table. Fuck this movie. I'm, I'm still excited. Oh, right. oh, good. That's good. I mean, it's the I'll first have a time all night. After I read the book. Yeah. Let us Does know. Does the intern generally disagree with the 
majority? No, he's just being no? a dick. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's showing off. It happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sitting right beside him. You know, he's probably doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> How harder is his fist clenched? <laughs> he, he's actually moisturizing himself right now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the second part of Trailer Bro Podcast, The Burden List, and the Archive Update, or the... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just unconsciously omitted Jesus. intern from that. I'm very sorry. Uh, the intern <laughs> archive update. Uh, intern, how do we do this? Uh, what, I, I know that we've explained it 86 times, but uh, The Burden List. What is it? What do we do? How do we do it? You explain it. Well, The Burden List is a list of items that needs to be appreciated and require the insight and understanding of a gentleman in order to be removed from the list. So basically, you two have uh, burdened each other with watching some quality film history well, movies that and, need to be appreciated uh, right yeah and so first you guys go up on each other you add a movie to the list and then you go down on each other by taking a movie off the list mm-hmm. unless you're daniel last episode in which case he didn't watch a movie so he had two go up on his list well to be fair the burden list has become a bit of a shit show lately so we need to yeah that's gonna change we need to um to do some burdenless management. That's going to change. I won't be adding any more movies to a burden list for anyone. <gasps> well, thank God. Thank God. I'm also going to be offering an opportunity to, to do some burdenless management myself as well. Because I just think that this shit has gotten way out of control. That uh, that certain people on this podcast have started to march around with their with their big boy pants and start to, start to say shit and, and do shit that's just clearly inappropriate. So... Can I, I would just like to offer something up, a little preview for later, hmm. that if Chelsea wins the game, I'd like to give her the opportunity to make me watch a movie from each of your guys' burden list as the prize. Hmm. I'm going to fucking win. That's under, the, man, that's, that sounds great. <clears throat> but anyway, how do we, how, how do we start things off? Oh, first, uh, you guys have some options for each other to uh, put a movie up on the burden list. So Nathan, do you have any options for Daniel? I do. Let's I hear have, them. I have three options tonight. Daniel, we're going with audience reviews. These are these are from Rotten Tomato odd audience reviews. Okay. Just r- random reviews? One star? Five star? Three star? Uh, well, one of them is half star. One of them is um, not interested with a non-permissible symbol. And one of them is a one and a half star. Okay. <laughs> so the half star is uh, horrendous acting by the lead guy. Cliche story. Childish and cringeworthy dialogue, a complete abomination of a film hailed by amateur critics. I am going to go throw up now. <laughs> wow. That's number one. Number two is the non-permissible symbol, uh, not interested. Uh, this person says, absolutely horrible storyline. Did not captivate me at all. Felt like they just threw this movie together to make a quick payday. My girlfriend fell asleep. I was expecting this to be much better, but was extremely disappointed. The ratings would make you think this was a good movie, possibly for a nine-year-old. Definitely would not recommend, unless you enjoy disappointment. God, very similar in the end to the first one. Sounds like Harry and the Hendersons. 
Number three is your one and a half star. Uh, this was like watching a Disney Channel movie with a couple of bad words in it. What a mess. God. What are these, like, Hallmark Channel <laughs> holiday films? For a nine-year-old Disney Channel. Uh, you want some context? I'll tell you if you want context. Whoa. Okay. These movies are all rated very well, and there is probably 95% of the people are saying positive things, but these are these are little gems of people uh, that are pushing the other way. And in, contrarians. And a very, a very uh, aggressive... <laughs> push the other way uh, i kind of like this i like really i'm just attracted to the word puke i'm gonna go with number one ah <laughs> uh you have chosen the big sick starring kumail how, how do you say his name Nanjia, oh, man what's that i know this story yeah it's a good movie i, I listened to their to hit their podcast that him and his wife had together and i've heard them talk about this story at length oh well, you're going to love it. Do you want to watch the movie of it, or do you feel you've had enough? Would you like to go with a different selection? Mm, what is this leniency? Wow. He thinks you're going to duck out clues? on us. If you, if you feel you've experienced it enough, then I don't want to push it on you, because you're just going to be watching the film version of the podcast you listen to, which could actually add to your enjoyment of the movie, but, you know. I want to swap. Okay, do it. Swap. Number two. Number two is Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> well, so, so give me a little taste of that second review again, then, now that I know what it is. Uh, well, I redacted a part of it oh. that I'm going to unredact now in the second reading. Um, absolutely horrible storyline. Did not captivate me at all. Felt like they just threw this movie together to make a quick payday. My girlfriend fell asleep, and she loves Marvel movies. I was expecting this to be much better, but was extremely disappointed. The ratings would make you think this was a good movie, possibly for a nine-year-old. Definitely would not recommend unless you enjoy disappointment. Wow. Harsh treatment for a Spider-Man. And it's awesome. I saw it twice in the theater. Chelsea is a Spider-Man fan, and this is her favorite Spider-Man movie. So that's why it is being burdened. That makes sense. That's not it why. It's probably the best Spider-Man well, it's because movie. I also went to it expecting disappointment and was surprised so maybe next time you'll be disappointed as a bonus tonight daniel if you also listen to the bill simmons podcast interview with jake gyllenhaal and on the next episode you describe how listening to it makes you appreciate jake more i will agree to let you remove one item off your burden list without watching it Ooh, let me bring up the burden list because <laughs> <laughs> i listened to podcasts all day long i can slip a little jill and hall in there no problem but you also have to describe on the next episode how listening to it makes you appreciate jake more we, we, i'm not we, asking you to be a jill and holic i'm wait, just asking lie? you to describe <laughs> yeah. how listening to it affects you I'm trying to sell you on jill and hall here <laughs> I can do that. Just a just an option out there for burdenless management. You know, gives you the opportunity. I'm, I'm sure brothers would be the one. <laughs> you could you could remove a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal or or fucking Zootopia, <laughs> which I highly recommend you get rid of. Ooh man, I uh, it it just it creates more options. You know what I'm saying? It does. Sure does do that. I'm actually gonna sneak in an. Exp- <laughs> I do like the idea of. Trading a Jill and Hall movie for Jill and Hall Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, hey, I'll leave it with you. It's something that you can 
choose to do or not choose to do. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll see next time that I can say what movie yeah. I don't want to watch next time. Right. Next time you can say, hey, I, wa- I listen to the podcast. You're right, Nathan. My name is Daniel. I am now a Gyllenhaalic or something like that. And uh, He doesn't want to put words in your mouth. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, you know. You know, or and or yeah, no, I get it. Jake seems like a very genuine. Seems like a very genuine guy, very focused on his craft. He's excellent, excellent. Listen, something to that degree, and then yes, you can choose one to remove. Perfect. All right, Daniel, it's time for you to go up on Nathan. Uh, Nathan, I have some actual clips from the movies themselves. Shit! Holy shit! I usually like to do that because it gives them away, but these are some underrated hidden gems from the nineties. It's my favorite genre, or my favorite uh, decade. (laughs) I think uh, it might be fun. Hopefully you haven't seen any of them. All right, option number one. This is the longest of the three, so don't get freaked out. Now, I want you to relax. What is that? This is a colonic wash. It is hot paraffin, soap, and tepid water. Now, bend over a little bit, please. There. Just relax, Mr. Lightbody, and we will purge you of all that ails you. Oh, but I don't even eat meat. Not anymore, anyway. Just relax. It'll all be over in a second. (laughs) No, uh, honestly, lately, it's just beet tops and savory broth. Your intestines are probably putrid with disease and germs. There's grapes. (laughs) I have to confess to you that I'm very sexually stimulated. I think that I have an erection. Clean thoughts make for clean bowels, Mr. Lightbody. Please, just... Try and think of me as one of nature's nuns here at the Temple of Hell. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch that. (laughs) All right. Option number two. Hello? Is this the cocksucker residence? (laughs) Stop calling here. Isn't this 4215 pussy way? You... Bitch. Now let me check the zip code. Two one two. Fuck you. The police are tracing this call this very minute. Well, Dottie Hinkle, then why aren't they here? Huh? Fuck face. Fuck you. <laughs> I, think right? I, know, I think I know what that is. <laughs> and option number three. People don't do the gauntlet anymore. Have you ever done it? Oh yeah. Listen, I ran the gauntlet once. When I was 18 and completely insane. But I was with two other guides, experienced guides, and we were just lucky. But there were two other people that summer who did not get so lucky. One guy got killed, and the other is paralyzed for life. But don't worry, we're gonna hit some threes and four pluses. You're gonna scream your guts out. You'll love it. Is that Meryl? Yeah, well, I feel like that was Meryl. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I think I'm going to go with Serial Mom. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. Good choice. I fucking love Serial Mom so much. <sighs> Do you want to know what uh, the other options were? Yes, please. Uh, option number three with Meryl, you were correct. A uh, little action movie from the 90s called The River Wild. Oh, I've actually seen that. So, okay, good. good thing. You, you choose that one. Kevin Bacon's a bad guy. Yep. And the first option, which is an interesting, weird movie that I remember just the other day because I found myself in an internet rabbit hole about the Kellogg, the creator of the serial. I've seen that. The Road to Wellville? I've seen it. Okay. I picked the only one I hadn't seen. Thank you. (laughs) That worked out well. And the only one you knew what it was. It's kind of weird. 
That is weird. Yeah, that but is he, weird. He didn't know. He had never seen. You knew what it was. Well, I could tell it was Kathleen Turner, and I knew that you love Serial Mom. And there was <laughs> there was no way that it was anything other than that. But The Road to Wellville, awesome. I watched a long time ago, and I was it was you know. It's a very yeah. bizarre movie, very difficult to recollect things from it. Yeah, it is a really weird movie. And yet, I had the same thing. Like, I had seen it as a kid and just remembered a bunch of weird-ass shit. And I saw it again recently, and it's like, oh, this movie is, like, such a weird, fun movie. I should probably rewatch it. Anthony Hopkins playing Kellogg, who's, like, obsessed with health and shitting and preventing masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should watch that. Yeah, you need help, Andrew. So he's yeah. and it's uh, Matthew Broderick gets like sent there by his girlfriend because he's having you know uh, sexual frustrations or something. <laughs> so it's just Anthony Hopkins walking around checking his stool, putting little underwear on him that shocks his penis whenever it gets hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, all right, uh, Daniel, can you uh, let us know? Did you watch a movie? Or are you going to like Twenty One now? No, <laughs> I watched a movie this time. Yeah, I was yeah I was sort of scanning through a few. Of course, uh, convenience and price uh, made my decision for me this time because luckily I had access to it on my Shutter subscription. Uh, I watched Take Shelter. Mm. Oh, <clears throat> with Michael Shannon. Uh, it's sort of a weird movie. He's like a small town family man, construction working guy. And then he starts to have these like crazy bizarre dreams about storms and they throw his whole life out of whack. And then he becomes obsessed with building a storm shelter because he feels that he's getting some sort of premonition about an oncoming disaster. But his family also has this has a history of schizophrenia. So he's not sure if he's like <laughs> a prophet or a schizophrenic. And it's actually pretty interesting. The movie has like an intensity to it that I don't know. I feel like you can just put a camera on Michael Shannon and you're going to get some sort of intensity just because of who he is. But there's um, there's one specific scene from this movie that is I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Like it's like it's hard to like celebrate take shelter mm-hmm. uh, for its entirety. But the slow burn pays off with like like when, when the intensity starts to build and you don't know when it when it's at the precipice of whether he's crazy or whether he's actually a prophet. Like when you're not sure if he's going to lock his family in that shelter yeah well yeah. that's that's one thing that chelsea and i were talking about while we were watching it was just like oh man if he fucking goes nuts and keeps his family down there and he's wrong and like they end up dying because of it or something then daniel would just love this movie <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have yeah that probably would have kicked it over if, like he's the only one that survives because he's He's like physically stronger than they are, so they end up dying, and then he pokes his head out all desperate and pathetic at the end. Everyone's like mowing their lawn and doing all <laughs> shit. Yeah, but the scene that really stuck with me is the one where he fucking freaks out at that at that like, like legion, community center. Yeah, that legion community center dinner. There's a storm coming. <laughs> there is a storm coming, like nothing you have ever seen. And not a one of you is prepared for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, lo- I like I, lo- I love the guy that plays his friend. Like he shows up as like oh, the yeah. main character's friend in all sorts of movies. I love that guy. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's in Vice Principals. He's in Boardwalk Empire. He's all over the place. His name's like Shay Wigham or something. Yeah, he's a, he's a good uh, side character <clears throat> or or co actor or whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah, the problem is the problem is that it has all this great intense build up and then it sort of just like doesn't know how to end itself, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it has a big epic ending to it, but 
it, something seems really out of place about it. So after the movie, you're like, well, it was good, but I don't know if I liked it all that much. That's how I felt too. Yeah, but it's the, the, this guy's on to something, and it continues. And I, I believe he he grows with Midnight Special. The the hallucinations are 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 good, and I like the way Michael Shannon handles it. Like I like when he has like his arm hurts all day when he has that first dream about being bitten by his dog. Mm-hmm. I love how he starts to panic and just try to force everything he dreams about away from him. <laughs> well, that's that's it too. Is like regardless of whether or not you call the movie an outright success you do notice that this writer-director has a really nice attention to detail and executes a lot of what he's doing very effectively. So I think that this guy could end up making a really amazing movie at some point. Yeah, I could agree with that because this is a pretty good example of like a parts are greater than the whole. But yeah, take shelter. Take shelter. Take shelter out there, people. Was that? Did you burden that to me or did I, oh, I burdened that it? That was Nathan. Okay. I burdened it. I like this Jeff Nichols guy. Midnight Special awaits you, a sci-fi version. Midnight Special is a step up. It is. A big one. But you get to see his journey a little bit. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Nathan, tell us about something. Uh, Let's pray you watched a movie. Tell us about what? What what did did I watch, intern? I don't know. Goonies? What did I watch, Daniel? Oh, I don't remember what's on your list. Poultry. Little Session 9. I'll tell you what I watched. Hunting the Legend. I watched... Maximum Overdrive. overdrive. Oh, man. Mm. What trip. Mm. Why did Daniel want me to watch this? So that I didn't have to watch the Shining miniseries, but we could still talk about how much of a lunatic Stephen King is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Uh, the special effects? Wow. Vehicles driving around by themselves? Very well done. That's the best. You just get dudes Ooh. to just, just stunt drivers just <laughs> late low. I think he actually had remote controlled vehicles because they talk in the IMDb trivia about how it was an issue that they were breaking down. In fact, the trivia on IMDb for this movie is shocking. <laughs> Why? It's all like he had a cocaine habit, doesn't remember directing the movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? The gross... Uh... Coked out of his mind the entire time. Didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't ask Marvel for permission of the Green Goblin. Really? Yeah. They did. They just they, At the time, they weren't popular enough to have any leverage. They were just like, Okay. This movie's a mess. <laughs> I mean, it, the soundtrack with ACDC kind of helps it a little bit, but for the most part, this movie's a fucking mess. It's a mess, and it's so weird. Like, there's <laughs> stupid shit. Like, the vending machines come alive and start spewing cans all over the place, and you're, and you're like, oh, that's silly. And then two seconds later, a little kid is, like, running in a football field and gets run over by a mower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, they talk in that. At that part, too, where the kid gets rolled over by the steamroller construction (laughs) machine. He had a bunch of, like, uh, blood special effects set up to make it look a specific way. And it actually ended up looking like the kid's head exploded. And (laughs) and Stephen King was like, yeah, that's perfect. And they made him censor it. Of course. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. There's an accident that happened on set where the uh, director of photography uh, lost his right eye and sued Stephen King. For $18 million in damages, and it was settled out of court. Holy shit. Because a uh, radio-controlled lawnmower 
um, struck a block of wood that was used as a camera support and wood splinters like got shot out and injured the, the DOP. Oh my God. I don't know. There's so much about the movie that was annoying, dude. Estevez. Estevez. Being a sex symbol. The gross <laughs> trucker diner characters that I just had no... I didn't care whether they lived or died. Uh, Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson. The yeah. Smith character is just like, hey, Lisa Smith or Lisa Simpson's voice. Really obnoxious, though. Like, try to make your voice <laughs> as annoying as possible. And, oh, my God. And and the kid, the little kid that was biking around, he was he was the kid that I, the character I cared about the most until I found out that it was his dad that got murdered at the truck stop at the beginning. And I was like, fuck this kid. <laughs> just fuck everything. It's just like, it's so not scary at mm. all. And you see them like oh. freaking out about like a electronic cake cutter and you're just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I actually have that written here. You never feel like any of them are in any real danger at any point. And the premise is just absolutely ridiculous. These trucks drive around and circle them, and they're all like, oh, no. And then the trucks speak to them in Morse code to tell them to fill up their big armada of vehicles. Like, it's so ridiculous. We can't fuel ourselves. This is a terrible vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all based on a comet, like, affecting the Earth and lighting up all these machines. <laughs> it's just, it comes across that Stephen King is really good at dreaming up fucked up shit in his private space and that he gets into trouble when he strays too far outside of his wheelhouse and he just needs to stay in his private space. And your, Yeah, your imagination is better than his visual representation. Yeah. And the best part of the whole movie is the opening. Like the first five minutes was very amusing. And then after that, it's just continuously downhill. <laughs> yeah. Like the Stephen King himself walks up to an ATM and, and says some funny shit. In fact, I think I clipped it. Just for fun. Here we go. Where is it now? This machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. Yeah. An asshole. Asshole. And then it goes right into who made who. Because apparently Stephen King is a huge ACDC fan and basically got down on his knees and begged them to let him do the whole like who made who album as the soundtrack which is, I don't know, and then proceeded to be coked out the entire time that he was directing it. And at the time, he probably had so much weight he could have done anything he wanted to do, probably. And for him to just, like, be this, like, legendary horror author that comes up with so much fucked up shit and had all this weight to throw around, for him to choose to make maximum overdrive and just, like, snort coke the whole time, it's just such a bizarre thing to do. I don't understand. You don't don't get it. It's just like a circle of 18-wheelers just... (laughs) driving around this diner real slow for 90 minutes yeah and for Amelia west has to say yes to this is just uh, there's a reason why charlie succeeded and you failed sir ah uh, but he's so i i want Amelia back well they could always do a, a mighty ducks reboot and what does he even look like now include bombay yeah there does need to be a mighty ducks reboot with bombay and charlie she needs to be like the villain coach mm, i like that He's like AIDSy now, so he looks like gaunt and evil. Oh, and then they could, you know, Emilio could kneel for the anthem. Oh, shit. And Charlie, oh, Charlie could, like, stand up and raise his fist. Uh. <laughs> and then it turns out that they're all transgender. <clears throat> oh. And the movie skyrockets to number one. <laughs> <laughs> Half the characters are Chinese. Uh. Intern, you watch anything off your burden list? <laughs> 
I forgot that we gave you this horrendous oh. Bigfoot burden list. <laughs> uh, this will this will come into equation with this. This is like going to be a three part three part game here. Or are you are you starting your update right now? Well, when I do, but you never see my, my, my burden list will be, will be incorporated into this. Okay. Are you asking me to play the Internet Archive update intro? Well, only if you guys are done talking about you know Stephen King. And- yeah, let's go. On my own. So I can update this archive now. Oh, don't you know that you guys are wrong all the time? And I'm gonna let you know in my archive. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. I'm doing a, a versus 54 versus 55, Chelsea. Yep, I'm awake. If you agree with me the most you can uh <laughs> you can get me to watch one of these movies off this new burden list of mine so i have to channel my inner intern and then at the end if you find out or if you guess correctly which of these 10 movies i did not watch then you can uh, remove a movie from nathan and daniel's burden list explain the rules to me later andrew i'm ready to play <laughs> it's uh disney versus disney jungle book versus captain oh. america civil war which one you did not watch? No, no which, which one's one, better? Which one's better, in his opinion? I'm going to say Civil War. Okay. Option two. Everybody wants some versus Hologram for the King. Everybody wants some. Okay. I'm just going to jump ahead of you there and say Green Option Room. <laughs> green Room versus Tale of Tales. Fuck Tale of Tales. I fucking hate that movie. Did you watch it? No, of course not. Wow, how can you say that? Because I've seen the um, trailer. Daniel, did you watch Tale of Tales? Mm, what's that one? No one's ever watched nope. it. Andrew. Didn't watch it. Okay, it's that's the, interesting. It was like an all music trailer, and uh, Salim Hayek eats a heart. Mm-hmm. It's like an awesome Pan's Labyrinth ish. Did yeah. you just say? Sorry, movie. did you just say awesome? Yeah, yeah, it's an awesome Pan's Labyrinth ish mm, type movie. Shit. Uh, next up, Criminal versus Keanu. It's gotta be Keanu, right? I tried to watch Criminal, yeah. I couldn't get through it. Um, and the last one. Elvis Gosh. and Nixon versus High Rise. Mm, you've seen both, right? You've seen all these. Yep, there's one that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Elvis versus Nixon, even though I haven't seen it. All right. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'll let you know right now. Uh, you got one, two, three out of four. Out of five. Correct. I'm going to say four because... Fuck Elvis and Nixon and fuck High Rise. They both oh, suck. yeah. Okay, good. High Rise did suck. I can confirm that. Um, which was it? Was so, it Hologram yeah. for the King? Uh, for which? Which one did I get wrong? Oh, I like Tale of Tales. I knew it. A little yeah. bit more than Green Room. As soon as you said awesome, I was like, fuck. I liked Green Room a lot, too. I just, I really, I enjoy the fantasy of Tale of Tales. Okay. Well, I guess I can live with them. All right. So. Because uh, I mean, yeah, I lose the game. That, that you won the portion of the game so i will watch one of these however many movies there are on here <laughs> so i you get to pick, pick whichever one one yeah. off nathan or daniel's burden list no one on my bigfoot list oh one on your bigfoot list oh i love i love the legend of boggy <laughs> creek poster don't you it's a good poster Little so, there there are only two movies on this list that I am interested in watching. You can um, you can make him watch this one, and it would probably be something he'd watch anyway. Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
Yeah. I was. It was between that one and Harry and the <laughs> Hendersons. Well, one of those I'm interested in watching. <laughs> uh, John Lithgow is yeah, a treasure. Don't, yeah, don't you dare. Yeah, I watched the trailer for all of these. Oh, good. Good. So, Little Bigfoot then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, you can do this to him. Look at this. There's a little cute puppy. Two two children. He, you know how we feel about. He feels about children. He loves children. No, no. Go back to the main screen. Okay. Um. What about letters from the big man? What <laughs> is that? Yeah. Unlike any Bigfoot movie oh. you have ever imagined. Oh my god. It's like the lake house. Pen pals. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like the lake house with Bigfoot. Isn't that where they communicate through time? Yeah. Through a mailbox. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Your mom loves that movie. Okay, oh. I'm gonna do Harry and the Henderson. Okay. That's unfortunate. He's, he's gonna All watch right. he's gonna watch Creature from the Black Lagoon anyway. Well that can be I, next I time. Probably, yeah. Um now of the ten movies, Jungle Book, Captain America, Everybody Wants Some, Hologram for the King, Green Room, Tale of, Tale of Tales, Criminal, Keanu, mm-hmm. uh, you know that I watched both the other ones. So of those eight movies, which one did I not watch? It's either, I feel like it's either Hologram for the King or Everybody Wants Some. Or Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Hologram for the King. That is correct. You can remove a movie from Nathan and Daniel's burden list. I'm the fucking best at this game. Wow. Um, I'm not removing Hunting the Legends. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Take a nasty baby. <laughs> Actually, I will. I will take nasty baby off of your burden list because that's oh. stupid. And Nathan hasn't even seen it. And now I want to get rid of... This is the time. Either Poultry Geist or Let Us Pray, I think. You'd yeah, Let Us Pray seems like the right option because uh, Poultry Geist should stay on there. Forever. Right. Well, it is Thanksgiving, isn't it? I'm not <laughs> taking Hunting the Legend off. I'm going to take off Let Us Pray. It's uh, the whole reason why he has that list. <laughs> <laughs> if you took it off, it would be so good. Sorry. Let us. Okay. Let Us Pray and, and Nasty Baby. <laughs> yeah. Let Us Pray will come back. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not even next worth one. it. This one would go and never come back. I don't care about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not offended by your... Hunting the Legend's going to replace Poultry Geist. Uh, hunting the Legend is almost, uh, that's an even better poster than the Boggy Creek. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't promote it. Uh, oh my God. Anyway, okay. that's it. That's all. Um, that was fun. Tale of Tales, uh, Daniel, I think you should watch it. Uh, I liked Green Room, and I, they're so close. Yeah, but I remember. Before. If you like Pan's Labyrinth, you you might like this. I or love you might hate pa- it. I love Pan's Labyrinth. So you're telling me I would like this movie? Yeah, maybe. Pan's Labyrinth is really exceptional. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, right. we made each other watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Look at the unburdened list. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's okay. a lot of now, them. Now calculated in days. Mm-hmm. Roughly two hours per film, as you're saying. Now, mm-hmm. just imagine instead of having to watch only one, you watched five. <laughs> yeah, where's your unburdened list, Andrew? You should be dead. Uh, that's just <laughs> 55 times five. Or, yeah, because uh, we're on episode 55. There. It's it's now been updated. You can now see it with the movies removed. Yeah, so however many numbers, you got 86 movies you guys have watched and i've seen uh, 335 <laughs> nathan and i let's each talk have about, seen about 
I've seen about six days worth of movies for each other. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. And they were all very interesting, I think. No, I was just, we were just discussing this with uh, some of Amanda's friends when they were inquiring about how the show is structured and everything. And they were like, oh, so you guys just like torture each other and just talk hatred to each other about the movies. And we're like, actually, for the vast majority of the time, it's we enjoy <laughs> movies we give each other. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. I mean, once in a while you get a couple of like neutrals or it's pretty rare, though, that it's like a fuck this and fuck you for giving it to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I... Uh... I even maximum well, overdrive. I'm not I'm not offended that I watched it. I'm actually like kind of blown away at how ludicrous Stephen King is and what he got away with. I actually like, can't believe you haven't seen it yet cuz it's on TV all the time. You're talking about maximum overdrive. Maximum. Well, because when I see it on TV, I don't go, "Oh, look. Oh. <laughs> An old Estevez movie." Gary does. Let me settle in. <laughs> oh, Max OD. We were talking like about There's only Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, we were talking about how awkward all their interactions are with each other. Oh, yeah. Every goddamn scene is awkward. The way that they embrace, like, him and, and the girl, they, they touch awkwardly at the elbow. Like, how Ugh. far apart they are standing from each other when they... Zero chemistry. Yeah, yeah the, the, the kid crying when he finds out his dad is dead. He's, like, awkwardly holding on to Estevez, and he's, like, contorting his body. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a deleted scene apparently at the end where a uh, a motor boat like a like a not a sailboat but a a boat driven by motor <laughs> um, had a machine gun mounted on it and was supposed to chase them that they escape from before they get away. That makes sense to me though, because I was like, okay, if trucks or semis are gonna chase them, then why wouldn't the motor boats chase them as well? Yeah, they also point out um, in some of the criticism online that. All the other vehicles of the people that came to the diner and all the vehicles parked in the parking lot of the diner don't ever activate. <laughs> so there's some hypocrisy. But what are you, you going to do? It's a silly movie. What were you going to say, Andrew? I was going to say on Nathan's list, I feel like there's only two movies I recall him being like upset about. In the Unburdened? Being Sister Act and uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> 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 Jack fucking Frost. Uh. Can go fuck itself. Well, and you tossed The Shining, so which you watched half of. I watched one third. One third of the. And Shining. then on Daniels, he's got he's got four movies that I'm sure he hated. Which ones? Uh, that being Nightcrawler, Prisoners, Enemy, and Demolition. He didn't hate Nightcrawler. No, I didn't like. No, it was a night. No, I like Prisoners as well. Not playing the game. Uh-huh. Oh, all the Jake Gyllenhaal oh, movies. He pointed out all the Gyllenhaal oh. movies. I think he actually probably didn't like Demolition personally, but. Well, no one yeah. did except you, honey. Oh, I liked it. We yeah. laughed in the theater a lot. Oh, yeah. I can't. I saw it with yeah. you. You were there. Yep. Oh, hashtag horror. I think my favorite was probably Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a good> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Final Destination was fun. Yeah. That was yeah, awesome. Was. One of my favorite, like, you know, podcasts about bad movies um, did just recently did hard ticket to hawaii no and jason manzukas who's on who's one of the people on the podcast you know my favorite like funny people just going off on the movie like he's like i fucking love this movie (laughs) 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 oh man this is i i remember totally shitting on serving sarah but I, i also remember just being so fucking surprised by happiness that movie was amazing that's mm. a good ex- execute movie, yeah. Yeah. I, I just watched Tucker and Dale with Amanda for the first time of the night. She loved it. Of course. You can't not love Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale is awesome. 
And the guy, I think he's just about to make another movie, that guy. Uh, there's a lot of people that want Tucker and Dale 2. They want a sequel made right now. I think he's working on a different movie altogether. Something weird about funding. I thought I read something about that recently. Probably. And he'll he'll make something again. He's It was good. Faux show. Sure. Oh, and Space Station 76. I fucking love he that. He turns that movie on <laughs> all the Psychologic, time. That, that psychologist robot and the, <laughs> the, hom- the homophobic tension going on. I love that shit. Ah, there's some, yeah, there's been some good shit here, actually. Good memories. Good times. And with that, we thank you for joining us. Visit us at... Uh, well, trailerparkpodcast.com, sadsackstudios.com, at sadsackstudios, at tparkpodcast. Follow the intern, at the intern TPP. Follow Daniel, at 100 Lunatics. Follow me, at tparkpodcast. <sighs> Made it. There it is. And <laughs> as much as uh, the Fast and Furious family is breaking up, this family will always stay together. The trailer park family. The trailer park family. That includes all two million of you. Yeah. The cool two million. Correct. It's got uh, which has to be five by now. Oh Just actually, yeah. Up. Good point. Yeah. Um The running theme of episodes getting better stands true again as episode fifty five. Uh Chelsea picked more better movies in fifty five than fifty four. <laughs> so that theme continues. Well, hey, join us! Join us uh, up upcoming uh, the annual Trailer Park Podcast Halloween episode, where Daniel takes over as host and selects the ho- all horror lineup, which I know is the episode lineup that uh, that the intern looks forward to the most every year. And this the intern I- review will be Nathan's horror lineup versus Daniel's horror lineup. <laughs> oh, if only it could be every episode. I have some movies to watch. Mm.